What's up, peeps? We're back. As always, I'm your host, Lee Benson. Thank you so much for joining us for the podcast edition of the AEW Insider. Uh, If you want to check this out with the videos that go along with it and or the pictures, what have you, check out our YouTube because I already have the video up of this show. And I want to get this out to you guys. I made the announcement on YouTube. I love movies. I love video games, TV, streaming. I love covering it. The podcast does do good, so I might still do them for a podcast too in there. But on YouTube, I'm not doing the movies or more anymore unless you guys, you know, write me, tell me you like it and or watch it. it takes me like a whole day to write the show, hours to edit the video and I get 15 views on it. It's just no use. Like people don't appreciate it, but I love doing it. Don't think that I won't be doing movie stuff. If there's a good movie review or a good show, what have you, I'll just do a show specifically on that or on a couple, you know what I mean? But I still got like the top five horror movies to watch in Christmas that'll be dropped on our YouTube channel next Friday. Friday the 13th, and stuff like that, so don't fear. All right, let's get to the show. AEW. John Moxley did a kick-ass candid interview with Chris Van Vliet this week. It dropped a couple days ago. It's so effing good. You have to watch it. It is on our Twitter and our Facebook. He also did an interview with State of Combat Podcast, and here are some issues that they touched on. They asked him if he's happy with AEW so far. He said, I don't think it could be going much better. When I initially decided to leave where I was at before, AEW wasn't even a thing in existence yet. So the opportunity came up and it just worked out really good. I'm excited about the project and agreed on all points about, you you know, that there are fans that need an alternative that deserves a national, global, mainstream alternative. And there's an audience for it. And we can give them that. I think we are really succeeding when giving them the mainstream audience something different, which is the biggest thing I think we need to do. They also asked him about his creative control over himself and the character. He said, pretty much full control. It's all a collaborative effort. There's so many great ideas that come in. And I go, that's a great idea. That's really cool. We could do that. Hell yeah. That's awesome. And I'm hearing good ideas and I have full control on that, you know? I'm not going to go out there and do anything that makes me look stupid, at least not on purpose. And that is very, that's a giant kind of weight lifted off my shoulders. They asked him if he had any bad blood towards WWE or desire to show them up. No, no, not really. I don't have any, especially now it's been however long, six months. I'm not motivated by any sort of like, oh, I'm going to show WWE or I'm going to show them this and that, or I definitely gave it to them right there. I had a great run there. I have nothing to prove to them. I kind of don't care what they do. They can do whatever. Good luck to them, you know, not in a negative way, but my energy is just about creating new positive things and just putting out pieces of work, whether they're big or small, having a good match or a good angle and or a good promo. And then just enjoying myself and enjoying the fact that I don't have to have a real job. I get to live my dream and life's been good to me. And I just want to live in a moment and really enjoy that I get to be a pro wrestler, which is all I ever wanted to do. And finally, they asked him if he would be upset if he turned on Monday Night Raw and Baron Corbin was the third member of S.H.I.E.L.D. Moxley said, oh, that would amuse me to no end. (laughs) And I bet it would. 
AEW just inked a deal with In Demand, which is pretty much the largest on-demand pay-per-view, you know what I mean, TV provider around in this day and age. They will have quarterly pay-per-views from 2020 to 2021, and I have a feeling that when their contract's up in 2021, they're going to get a lot longer and a bigger deal that pays more. WWE. Well, it looks like WWE 2K21 could be shittier than this year's. It has been leaked that due to low sales and complaints that the budget for next year's WWE 2K has been slashed. So that means less people on teams, less money to fix things, less money to add cool things. It's going to be very stripped down. People who work on some of their uh, creative teams are already quitting. They're looking for new jobs because they don't want to be embarrassed of it. Like, I love a good wrestling game. 2Ks have been hit or miss. Last year's version of 2K20 was, well, this year's version was supposed to get a huge budget increase, be rehauled, and look at it. It's the worst edition they ever put up yet. I don't know. So we're going to see what happens with that. Let's hope that WWE starts having other developers make some games for them soon. Like they used to have multiple games. We do have the NWA game and AEW game coming in the future, so they should be fun. Steve Austin's Broken Skull Ranch. It did premiere last week with The Undertaker, and it has done great in the ratings and with the people. It's a hit. Well, Stone Cold did announce his next guest, and it's not other than Goldberg. You know Steve's going to ask the good questions, and it should be a good one. Thomas Ciampa has gone on record, and now he told the higher-ups that he does not want to go to SmackDown or Raw. He wants to stay in NXT, and he's so serious that if there is a chance of him going to the main roster, he literally could quit or just won't work and just get paid by them until his contract's up. It's a good call if you ask me, because if not, even though he is the man, he will get buried eventually on the main roster. Ciampa also did an interview with Fightful.com, and he touched on his career that he had with Ring of Honor for four years and what happened when it came time to negotiate his contract. This is what Blackheart had to say. I was like, you guys hired me for my promo. What the heck is going on? I won two years where I bet if someone pulled up every match I had in Ring of Honor for two years, I had like five matches with people who were contracted with them. It was always against extras they brought in, enhancement talent, squash matches, what have you. I remember hitting a point where I was like, man, I got to get better here. I'm not. I'm, I'm begging these guys. Let me work with Generico, Chris Hero. Claudio, and I never got to do it. It was frustrating. Chapa's contract was coming to an end, and while he wanted to remain with Ring of Honor, negotiations with their COO didn't exactly go smoothly. He said that his contract was coming up and they were negotiating. At this point, Ring of Honor started giving out deals that were exclusive and you could really make a living. You had a salary and all of that. I was like, crap, this is great. This might be a break in wrestling that I've been waiting for. I don't have to wrestle and actually work a real job anymore. The offer that I got was awful. It was an extremely low downside salary, not exclusive, and I couldn't do television anywhere, but I could make independent bookings. But the number was something where I would have to keep my day job. Ciampa continued, I remember going to the negotiation with them and saying, I'll sign five years, ten years. I'll make my career ring of honor if you guys show me that you're looking to invest in me the way I'll invest in you. 
I thought the conversation was going well, and then it took this hard turn. I remember talking to the owner, Joe Koff, and I told him how I feel. And he was like, no one is going to offer you more than $20,000. I remember freezing and going, oh, I didn't realize that's what you thought of me. It was like, okay, we don't have to do this anymore. My contract is coming up. I'm good. I'm going to go somewhere else and find out if you're right or not. Immediately, he was like, oh, no, 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 no. I didn't mean it like that. And I'm like, yo, it's cool. I'm not mad at you. I cared until that was said, and now I don't care anymore. It's cool. I just didn't understand that you guys viewed me, viewed my ceiling as just being mid-card my whole career here. I went to Delirious that day and said, you know what? I discussed things with Joe, and I'm wrapped up. I'll finish my dates, and I'm done. Chapa also revealed that he stalked Samoa Joe's social media account to see how he handled departing Impact Wrestling and copied Joe's playbook to a T. Champa announced that he would be leaving Ring of Honor, and the company ran an angle that Champa was being thrown out of the company for attacking an official. Fans knew it was an explanation for him leaving and not an angle that left the door open for his return. Champa went to thank Delirious for how things ended in Ring of Honor because he saw it as an opportunity to bury himself. All right, peace. We'll take a break real quick. When we get back, we got more WWE news. Jeff Cardi's got court this week. We got some Impact Wrestling news, NWA plus more. Uh, and I will be doing a show either tonight or putting it out tomorrow. So definitely show some love, man. Your guys is what keeps me motivated. Uh, remember to check us out on all social media, Facebook, YouTube, and all podcasting platforms, AEW Insider. And on Twitter, the AEW Insider 1. We'll be right back with the rest of the show, peeps. All right, peeps, let's get back to the show. Speaking of NXT, if all goes well, which I hope it does, in exactly eight minutes, Mauro Ranallo will be returning to NXT to do commentary. I hope he gets his head in a good space and continues what he does best. Jeff Hardy is scheduled for an appearance in court on charges related to his alleged DWI. He has to go tomorrow, December 5th, in Moore County Court in North Carolina. Hardy will be in court, like we said, tomorrow. The hearing will replace Hardy's original hearing that was on November the 7th, which was postponed as Hardy was attending to his health, according to the PW Insider. Hardy had a bloody nose and told police that he and his wife were in a fight and he admitted having two shots of vodka and being impaired, which led to his arrest in October. The WWE Network is stopping their show that they called Hidden Gems. That show is the fucking bomb. It shows hidden matches, dark matches, special event matches, stuff you haven't even seen. It's one of their best shows, and it featured all different promotion from all different eras. WWE said they might do similar shows, but Hidden Gems is over with, and that makes me very sad. Impact Wrestling. Ex-Impact Champion Brian Cage went on Twitter to call out none other than the cleaner, Kenny Omega. He put a picture of both of them standing face-to-face with their fists up like they were going to fight. And the caption said, who you got, where do you want to see it, why, and how soon? I cannot wait to see this match happen, and it better happen soon. Uh, It would be epic, but I got to go with Omega, of course. 
And finally, some NWA news. We do have new NWA Tag Team Champions, and it's none other than the Rock and Roll Express. They defeated the wild card on last night's NWA Power. They are now nine-time NWA Champions. Congratulations, boys. Yo, NWA has the best intro song out of any wrestling show or pretty much any show ever. I mean, the only song I think that the like, theme song for a show that compares to it is the theme song for Sam Roberts and Jim Norton show that's on Sirius XM. But besides that, Into the Fire is the best song. Whenever I hear that song, it gets me fucking pumped for that week's episode. Now, I might be a little bit slow on the uptake, but last night when I was watching Power, I finally realized that the new wrestler, the question mark, the guy everybody loves with the mask, is none other than NWA's wrestler, Josephus, the guy with the cult who has a fucking, the chicky files and all that. He was standing behind Aaron Stevens while he cut a promo, and just looking at his face and his facial hair that you could see through the mask, I guarantee the question mark wrestler is Josephus. NWA has a pay-per-view. It's called Into the Fire. It takes place on December 14th. The main event will be NWA champ Nick Aldis versus James Storm from Impact Wrestling. It'll be a two out of three matches. It has a cool stipulation, though. The first match is just a regular match. The second match, Nick Aldis gets to pick the referee. The third match, uh, what you call it, James Storm gets to pick the referee. And then it could go into overtime, what have you. So the champion didn't pick Camille as bodyguard, probably because of what's going on with them. But he did pick NWA champion Tim Storm, which is amazing. And James Storm actually picked Earl Hebner or Earl Hebner's twin brother, their son Brian Hebner, to be his referee. So I'm telling you, that's going to be an awesome pay-per-view. There's other good matches too. NWA really stepped their game up. And finally, Stu Bennett. A.K.A. I got a little bad news for you. WWE Wade Barrett will be doing commentary for NWA's pay-per-view Into the Fire on December 14th. Barrett has always been a huge talent, and I think this is great. I love seeing all the great wrestlers that NWA is silent, uh, signing silently or one by one. And you just watch the intro of the show, and every week they're just adding more. And they're big names and big stars, so it's good shit. As I've said, and everybody says, there's no other time to be a wrestling fan, peeps. Definitely tune into the show. I'm trying to watch NXT and uh, what you call it, um, AEW Dynamite now and put it together with some stories I had. If I can get it to you tonight, I will. It'll definitely be there tomorrow. I already got, I was writing some, like I said, um, what you call it. There's a famous actor and actress's daughter who's having a WWE tryout, and it's fucking insane. So definitely stay tuned for the next show. All right, peeps, as always, check us out on Facebook, YouTube, all podcasting platforms, AEW Insider, and on Twitter, it's the AEW Insider 1. As always, I'm your host, Lee Benson. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast edition of the AEW Insider. Ciao, peeps.